Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome into the Soft Verbal Podcast, presented by Dead Soxie. I'm Neil McCready. Zach Barry here with me as well. Today we're going to talk about obvious recruiting momentum for Ole Miss on the heels of a, uh, sounds weird to say this about a one and two team, but a fast start for Ole Miss in the Lane Kiffin era. We'll talk about some momentum Ole Miss has on some Mississippi prospects what that means, how many of those guys are uh, players who qualify for what they're looking to do. Um, And uh, talk a little bit about Arch Manning, who's on TV tonight as we tape this on Thursday at 11.37. So uh, Zach's dog in the background, prepared to to pounce if things get get hairy there in Nashville. Before we get going, let me tell you about Dead Soxie. It's deadsoxie.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Enter promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. It's the best socks you will ever put on your feet. The no-shows um, are great if you're uh, wearing loafers. Sometimes if I'm just wearing tennis shoes or something, I'll throw the no-shows on. Uh, they're just fantastic. They don't slide. They keep your feet nice and cool. And their traditional dress socks come in every possible color and style and such that you can imagine. They stay up. They're fan- it's a great quality product made from bamboo. Trust me on this. Get you a pair of dead soxies. You will love them. And uh, you, won't, you won't go back. You won't go back to anything else. You'll stay with, uh, you'll stay with dead soxie. They are a fantastic shoe. I mean, sock, I should say. Make it, make it, uh, make it a dead soxie day. And as always, stay soxie. Um, I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. Get your quote. The rest is up to you. 662-257-1900. Zach, how are you? Good morning, Neil. Doing well. It's nice to see your, uh, your lovely face here. On my I do have a lovely screen. face. I do have a lovely face. I do love that hat. It is a good-looking hat. People at Cathead, people at Cathead, your your dog stretching. Your dog is prepared. He he's prepared to attack in a in a moment's notice. It, it's vicious, vicious creature. Um, all right, so let's talk some recruiting. Let's talk some recruiting. Um, I know Ole Miss lost the football game, but it was forty-two to forty-two in the fourth quarter, and the TV ratings came out, and people were watching. Uh, they were watching Ole Miss and Alabama, and I'm sure they, a lot of them were there for the Lane Kiffin angle. A lot of them were there because it was Alabama on the screen, and then a lot of them were there because Ole Miss was scaring them. But a lot of people got to see what Ole Miss is putting on the, on the television, what Ole Miss is putting on the field, and it's a very – the word that keeps getting used with me is fun. It's a fun product. Now, winning is – Give credit to Houston Nut where it belongs. You spell winning. You spell fun. W I N. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's uh, it's it's a little cliche, but it's true. So you got to win at some point. You can't just 
play people close. And Lane Kiffin said as much to his team afterwards. But he's got momentum right now. He, it's it's very early in the Lane Kiffin era, three games into what I think is still year zero. Ole Miss plays Arkansas in Fayetteville on Saturday afternoon. But they they go there as a, as a program with momentum on the recruiting trail, at least it looks like to me. It's kind of like that phrase that everybody uses a lot, the, the most dangerous one and two team in the country type thing, um, which, hell, might be valid because that offense is for real. I think everybody saw that. All 4.9 million people that watched saw that. Um, I'll tell you this, a little inside, uh, little inside baseball here, Neil. Um, my dad obviously works on the chain crew. Um, he said that after the game, he saw Nick Saban walking off of the field. And he said he pulled his mask down when he was walking into the tunnel. And he said he could see him, like, literally, like, like exhale. And he was like, I, I, you, could, you could tell, he's like, even though he had the mask on the whole game, you could read his body language. He was, he was worried for oh, a while. Yeah, yeah. And he quit yelling at Pete Golding because after a while, it was just like, there's nothing they can do. Um, but as far as recruiting goes, I talked to a bunch of kids on Sunday and Monday, and then I've heard a couple um, other guys speak up. And we have Walter Nolan, the number one overall player in the country, 2022, who said, you know, if you think Ole Miss is out of it, you know, you're wrong. Uh, that offense legitimately gives them a shot in every single game. I don't think that that's crazy to say. And recruits are taking notice. So it's, it's something that is – really giving like even without commitments even without some big flip here or there there is visible momentum that you can you can see on twitter you can see on instagram and you can feel it with the program and how they're that you, they're building towards something um they're they're starting to make a big push uh socially on uh on twitter with with the the graphics and the edits and there, there are a lot of a lot of guys that are paying attention now if they if they weren't already but um, you could see in their responses, I mean, kids are gravitating towards Lane Kiffin in this program. Kids spending a day with the program, and a lot of those kids that did the virtual thing, I know sometimes people get angry at me when I, I bring my kids up, but I, I bring Caroline up here because she's had to do some virtual visits, and like, usually they hate them. Like She'll get off and say, that was awful. I mean, she'll leave early, all that stuff. And so for kids to have a virtual visit day like they did where they saw Oxford and they saw Ole Miss and then they saw the stadium and they saw the facility and all of that, to stay as long as they did and then to see that game, that was a pretty it's – not, it's, it's not as effective in all likelihood as bringing them to town, bringing them to campus, letting them physically see it. But it's the next best thing. And the returns that I've heard, the results that I've heard have been really positive. Yeah, absolutely. It's I, I've talked about it on this show, and you've talked about it. it it's hard to get recruits to talk, because um, for the, I mean, first off, they're 16, 17 years old. They don't want to talk to adults. They don't care. Um, they're more worried about playing video games, chasing girls, whatever. Uh, so it's hard to get them to talk. But like you said, getting them to sit on a Zoom and take everything in on a Saturday, when they could be doing literally anything else is a is a huge is a huge deal and you know that that number now it's not all recruits but 4.9 million viewers i mean that's impressive because believe it or not high profile college football prospects don't really watch a ton of football 
like they'll tune in here and there. Um, and that, that's something that I've learned over time. They watch but, more NFL than they do the college game. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll watch, you know, YouTube cutups, they'll watch highlights, but they're not going to sit down and watch a game. I had more recruits that I talked to over the past two weeks tell me that they're watching actual live Ole Miss games. Like they're, they're, I've had a couple that have said, you know, yeah, I never do that, but it's, you know, I keep joking, hashtag Kiffin effect, but it's real. I mean, they, it's fun. Everything around him is fun. It's loose. It's very relaxed. It's very Joe cool. Um, and it's, it's paying dividends right now. Now they gotta, they gotta follow through and they gotta get some commits and they gotta sign them. But I think that that's coming. Yeah, I do too. I think, I think commitments are coming. Um, Number one, you, you don't ever want to rush kids into committing because typically when a kid commits, the, the wave from other schools, like a highly recruited kid, let's say he commits, let's take, let's take Ole Miss out of it. A highly recruited kid commits to Georgia over Tennessee and Alabama. Tennessee and Alabama turn it up when the commitment's made. I mean, they, they circle back and go, okay, w- what did we miss? Did we, did we miss something here? Can we fix something here? Can we uh, – Mm-hmm. I don't know, help somebody a little bit somehow. <laughs> I mean, that stuff happens. So sometimes you don't want, you don't want it public. Um, right. and, then, and then sometimes with a guy, if you're recruiting, you don't want to go public just yet because there's also another guy that you're recruiting at that spot. And you might want to keep the powder dry a little bit longer. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that factors into that. When people are like, oh, that was a big game. How come they didn't get a ton of commitments right away? You don't always necessarily want them. And, and I don't mean this to sound cryptic. Who says they didn't get some commitments? You know, so, yeah. And a lot of kids are – it's early still, and a lot of kids want to take visits. And I've talked to some kids more, more than anything. I've talked to some parents. I have found that at my age it's easier to get dad on the phone than it is the kid. And there's some frustration right now with recruits that they can't go see places and talk face to face and, and look people in the eye and, you know, that's real. And so you see some commitments being made, sure, but there are some kids that I think are, especially the guys who aren't going to sign until February, there, there are some guys that are saying they're holding out hope that January allows for, even if it's just a week or two of live recruiting, they're hoping for it. I don't know that they're going to get it, but they're holding out hope, hoping for it. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm still – I'm unsure if the December signing period is going to be real or not. I, really? I don't know. Have you heard something along those lines? No, I just – I'm just still hesitant. I don't know because for the, the sake of the kids, I don't think it's fair to – if a kid has worked his butt off in the classroom to graduate early, but then he can't go anywhere and physically see a place or talk to someone in person, but you're still going to – but if he wants to, if he wants to start college in January, he's got to go start college in January. Right, and so that's the conundrum that a kid's going to find himself in. Like, man, I really like these three schools, and I know that I want to get there in January, get my clock running, you know, get in a weight room, get in a classroom. But then, man, I haven't been anywhere physically. Wayne Kiffin's um, talked about this. Zach Current Davis has talked about this. It, it, we've hit the point now. It's October the what is today the fifteenth. We've, we've hit the point where uh, young people are going to unfortunately have to make decisions sight unseen. Uh, or, yeah. or, you know, and, and when I say sight unseen, I'm not saying a kid won't 
get to see Oxford or get to see Ole Miss because it's a public institution. They can, they can drive over and drive around and look at the school, but they can't go in the building and talk to the coaches. That's not allowed, mm -hmm. prohibited, and the coaches aren't going to do that. It would only take one, one person with a camera to film that, and you've committed a major violation. So it's, right. not, it's not going to happen. So they're going to have to make decisions. They're going to have to pick a program without getting, in many cases, to even meet coaches in person. Lane Kiffin said that the other day. We're going to sign, in all likelihood, sign guys that we've never met and have never met us. Well, I'll say this, Neil, it's one thing where Ole Miss is at a disadvantage because of how much the campus offers and how much the, the town of Oxford can really shift people's opinions. I mean, I, I met tons of people in college that said they never knew what Ole Miss was. They had no idea what Oxford was. And they came there and then immediately sold, went to school there. Um, so they don't have that to their advantage, but they do have a young, experienced NFL pedigree staff that can use their personality, can use their recruiting skills over the phone, Zoom, whatever, to combat that with, yeah, you can't come and see how beautiful the campus is. You can't see the town. But then, I mean, you know, I'm hearing more and more recruits talk about, um, you know, uh, Miles Pollard, the 2022 cornerback from Ravenwood, just up the road here yeah. uh, in Nashville. He mentioned, oh, I knew Terrell Buckley from the NFL. I mean, that's a huge thing. Running backs, kids in Florida, people that Kevin Smith recruit, they know Kevin Smith was a dude in the NFL. Yeah. And then obviously everybody knows Lane Kiffin. Um, so they can combat that with some schools, you know, maybe not have a personable staff like Ole Miss that are very, not just young, but just they can talk with kids in a way to where they can, you know, you, you can't come to Oxford, but we can connect, you know, on a personal level like that. All right, let's talk about some of these in-state guys that we've – I feel kind of weird doing a show about this because we've spent weeks and weeks saying it doesn't really matter where kids are from. It, it doesn't – you know, that Ole Miss is not going to emphasize Mississippi, and I still think that's the case. But there is some momentum inside the state of Mississippi right now with recruits that didn't exist two, three weeks ago, and it's twofold, in my opinion. Tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong. It's one, obviously, what we just talked about. Ole Miss has looked good. They have looked fun. They have been an appealing product on the field. Mm -hmm. And then two, the Mike Leach experience is a combustible one at times. And um, all those kids over there are not particularly happy. They don't like what they've seen. They, they, they don't like what they've heard. There's, there's angst in Startville that doesn't exist in Oxford. And it's made its way to the recruiting trail. Yeah, I was going to say the the situation in Starkville right now is not helping Mississippi State at all in their recruiting trail, but it is, you know, twofold. Like you said, it's kids are starting to look around a lot more, and Ole Miss has stayed in touch with a few select targets in the state. They're, they're not going to do the Mississippi made. They're not going to do a grassroots campaign to sign the top ten every year. Now, if the staff thinks the top ten are legit and can compete, yeah, they'll go after them, but they're going to pick and choose. Um, I mean, right now the ones from what I'm hearing that the most momentum, uh, first off, it's uh, a place that Ole Miss has not had success recruiting, but Olive Branch High School. Uh, we talked about it on the message board last night. The last 
signees from that school, 2006, Mark Keith Summers and Alan Walker. Oh, they yeah. have not signed. Yeah, they have not signed anybody from there. Um, Jalen Sheed, the tight end. Uh, people have told me since week one that he is now looking at Ole Miss very hard. Um, committed to LSU early on before the season started. Now there's some there's some stuff going on in Baton Rouge right now. They're not playing well. Um, but again, twofold, Ole Miss and Kenny Yaboa are putting on an absolute clinic right now, and it's gotten his attention. Um, McKeelan Pounders, MJ Daniels, Brandon Buckhalter, um, Ty Cooper, those are the names that I hear the most. Um, they really like Brandon Buckhalter. He's kind of a Mark Britt type, very long, very fluid. They think that he could play either side of the, fo of the football. And then uh, McKeelan Pounders committed to state um, not, uh, earlier this summer. Uh, I think a lot of people weren't sure about where he stood on Ole Miss's proverbial board, and then he received an official offer when they were sending those out. So that tells you all you need to know. The staff likes him. They want him in this class. I, I mean, I talked to a, a couple MSU sources over the last couple weeks, and they're telling me, you know, hey, I know their commits are looking around. Like they're they're starting to to see you know the ship. I don't think the ship is sinking yet. Excuse the uh, excuse the pun there. Um, but you know they're seeing some holes. And Mike Leach didn't help himself with the the quote that he had after that game. And but that's what he does. I, it's what he does. Chris Landry said this yeah. the other day on SEC Football and Beyond. That's what he does. He yeah. when, they, when his teams win, he's a genius. And when his teams lose, the players lost. And yeah, that's not stuff good. Doesn't work. It doesn't no. work with it doesn't work with the modern kid, and it doesn't work at a program. I'm gonna give Mississippi State a credit credit here. Mississippi State's a higher pro profile program than Washington State or Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. It just is because it's in the SEC, it's on CBS, it's on ESPN. It is always. On national television, it is a higher-profile program. And when you do that to kids that you didn't recruit, that didn't sign up for the Mike Leach experience, they either signed yeah. up for the Dan Mullen experience or the Joe Moorhead, more of them, for the Moorhead experience. And now they're getting this guy. Moorhead's a really good dude. No matter what you think of Joe Moorhead, the football mm -hmm. coach, whatever, Yeah, I don't know one person who knows Joe Moorhead, the person who has much bad to say about him. Right, and that's you like get, the you get leech. It's a different deal now, <laughs> and it you can cover that stuff up with winning, because winning, frankly, covers everything up, Zach. Yeah. But when you lose, and then you throw players under the bus like that, and then why am I doing this? What's in this for me? That's what hurts you on the recruiting trail is when, especially when you're a program like State that needs in-state kids to make it work. They're never going to go sign 25 kids from outside the state, bring them into Mississippi State, and turn it into a winner. That, that's not part of the equation there. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do that at Ole Miss. You can't do it at state. Right. Um, you need those kids. Well, they all know each other. You know this. I mean, I'm, I've been here long enough to know Mississippi is the biggest small town in the world, and they all know each other. And those kids are going to tell each other, hey, man, you, you don't, you don't want to come here. <laughs> yeah, and – has it been reported? I had, I've been running around all morning. Colin Hill is suspended for Saturday. I've not seen, seen it that? reported. I've seen it rumored. I don't know it to be okay. true. 
So I don't know. Maybe breaking news. Maybe not. Um, I mean, that's that's a big deal. I mean, that's arguably the leader of your football team not playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, first year head coaches, I I would argue close to if not legitimately 50% of your job in year one is buy-in because most of those dudes oh, yeah. there, you didn't recruit. They don't know you. So you're having to convince them that you're their head coach. You're there to get them better. You're there to protect them, blah, yeah. blah, blah. When you throw people under the bus like that in a post game, when you score two points and you're throwing the ball 55 times, that's not good. So. Well, there's like, you look at the messages from the four head coaches, the new head coaches last week, right? You've got Kiffin who comes into the locker room and they, the kids just got a standing ovation walking off the field. And he's like, no, no, uh-uh. Yeah. We're not, that's not what we came here for. Y'all, you, you guys just blew an opportunity. I mean, he sent a message to his team, to recruits watching that, to everybody. No, no, we're, we're not here. Yeah. We're not here for participation trophies and, and, yeah. and moral victories. We're, it, was, it was on the season last night. You yeah, saw it. We want to win. We're here to win. Yeah. That that wasn't good enough. You didn't, you didn't tackle. We didn't do this. We did. We got to get better. I mean, his thing Saturday night was, I'm giving him tomorrow off, and we got to get back money. We got to get better. I mean, there's no, boy, we sure we sure proud of our effort and blah blah blah. So you look at that, and then you look at Sam Pittman uh, at at uh, at Arkansas. They he goes into the locker room after that Auburn game and tells him, we should have won. We. We can win this game. With them, it's about teaching belief. We can win, but we got to finish better. This isn't just officials. This was – we get a first down, and there is no officiating. There is yeah. no you – know, the game's over. Elijah Drinkwitz comes in after they, beat, after they beat LSU and says – because he's having a hard time getting by-in. And he says, mm-hmm. we can do this. We worked. We worked. Now we're going to work. And when the, the Vanderbilt game gets COVIDed out for a while – he says, okay, we're going to take this week and we're going to work. We're going to keep getting better. Mike Leach throws his kids under the bus and goes, I got to process some people. I got to, I got to purge some people. That's, that's, that's not leadership. There's three examples of leadership, messaging, telling not just your, your, the kids in your program, but the kids that are looking at coming to your program. You're telling them, here's what it is that we're going to try to do. This is what we're, go- this is what we're going to do. Mike mm-hmm. says, I got to purge people. Yeah, I mean, that's – you're the guy. Everything falls on you. Yep. You, you. You signed up for that. So, you can't just start, oh, I got to purge people. I got to fire this coach. No, that's – that ain't it, dude. Like, that's not going to work. So, and it, that might fly in the Pac-12 where you're out in Pullman out in the middle of nowhere and, you know, nobody else knows about you. But, yeah, like you said, when you're in the SEC, you're on SEC Network, you're on ESPN, you're on CBS, you are the – the thing that everybody looks at, I mean, it's amplified times a million. And, I mean, that right there is not only going to hurt him in his locker room, but negative recruiting. That is going to be slammed in living rooms, on Zoom calls, on FaceTimes. Yep. When they talk to kids, are oh, you looking at Mississippi State? Uh, that dude doesn't care about you. As soon as you screw up, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, there's no That's, doubt. There's no doubt yeah. of, of the four coaches in the league. You know, we spent the offseason talking about those four new coaches in the league and, and how, who fit and who didn't and whatever. It's no, no question which one's off to the worst start. And it's ironic because that's the one that got the first kind of big win 
Yeah. If you're putting stock in those four programs, if you're told you can put stock into one of those four programs, frankly, it's Ole Miss. But if you're told, okay, it yeah. can't be Ole Miss, who is it? Well, it's either Arkansas or Missouri. It's not Mississippi State. That's where yeah. you put the stop because of the leadership that's been just exemplified at the top. Simple as that. So here's my other question. Let's say that there's some flips. Let's say that there's some guys that, that end up at Ole Miss that we a month ago did not think would end up at Ole Miss. To the cynic who out, is out there saying, you guys have been saying for weeks that it's no big deal that Ole Miss doesn't recruit Mississippi. Why is it suddenly a big deal that Ole Miss recruits Mississippi? And frankly, it's a fair question. Yeah. Well, I think the way that we worded things and the way we phrased it, I don't think we ever said, oh, you don't want these kids because they're from Mississippi. Like, that's not what we were saying. I think what they want to do is build a national brand and look out then in. Um, but, uh, like we talked about, McKeelan Pounders, he got an official offer. MJ Daniels got an official offer. I mean, MJ Daniels was committed. He was wanting to decommit because the old staff was gone. Kiffin and them kept him in for a while. And then he wanted to open things back up, whatever. Um, but that's the thing is like, pay attention to the offers, pay attention to look, Lane Kiffin is a guy that uses Twitter. You, you know how, I mean, Neil, you know, you've done it for years, decades. Coaches talk through the media to players. Mm hmm. Well, now in 2020, coaches talk through Twitter to the players and to recruits. I mean, pay attention to his, his retweets on Twitter, his likes on Twitter, that sort of thing. The other coaches all do it. I mean, they all are very active. So if a three-star in Mississippi that, yeah, okay, maybe the staff isn't just beating down their door and trying to get them to commit, but if they're engaging them on Twitter, I mean, they send them these graphics every week, you know, good luck against Knoxby County this week and when, you know, whatever. That's what you pay attention to. And that's when you know that that's a legitimate target. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's fair, and I don't think it's a criticism of Mississippi or a you know any kind of slight. But this staff wants to be national because they want to build a national brand. Because you have to recruit nationally to beat Alabama last Saturday. Well, I mean, last Saturday is the perfect example. If that defense had three or four NFL players on it, Ole Miss wins the game. Yeah. Because you make a couple of stops. I mean, if that defense just makes a couple of stops, they win the game. Right. So, yeah. you know, which is it's interesting to me, and he said it on Monday, you know, they've gotten response from both sides of the ball. I mean, kids look at that defense. This isn't meant to be disrespectful, but I could play there. Mm -hmm. I Absolutely. Play, you know, and you look at, say, kids coming down to Ole Miss or Georgia, Ole Miss, Georgia, Alabama. Playing time matters. You know, yeah. he looks at Georgia and goes, they got some dudes. You know, go to Ole Miss, you play right away. Now, some kids, it doesn't matter because when you're recruiting those high-level kids, they think, I'm better than everybody. I'm better than the people at Georgia. I'm better than people at the Chiefs. I'm better, I'm better, yeah. than, I'm better than Mike Singletary ever was. I'm, I'm, I'm already that dude. They, they keep telling me about Patrick Willis at Ole Miss. I'm better than Patrick Willis. He was a three-star. I'm a five-star. And so by the time they get to college, and figure, by the time that they figure out, no, there's some work to be done, well, the, the ink is dry. Here's the other thing that's interesting about recruiting is it's a little bit of a gamble, but this 
legislation is going to get passed in January for the one-time no, no, no penalty transfer. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be made effective early August. You could wait as long as early August for transfers to come into your program and go right into camp. Oh, absolutely. I think there's no way that they're going to just body up this class. They're going to continue to be thorough and be very picky because Lane Kiffin, I mean, he said it. He's come out and said it. He's not being coy. He said we're treating the transfer portal and grad transfer market like free agency. Yeah. So they're not just going to, okay, well, we got 15 dudes we really like. So, okay, let's just find 10 more. They're not going to do that. They're going to they're save those and, and, and be efficient with them. Um, all right, real quick, uh, I'll tell you this. We're also brought to you by LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. They also sponsor the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor, which is up on, uh, on YouTube. It's up at rebelgrove.com. So check that out. Greg and Campbell with their weekly picks of the SEC games that didn't get canceled by COVID. So those are up. They have uh, one big disagreement. I'll let you guess which one it was. It's there at, um, at rebelgrove.com. Uh, they're open every single day. It'd be a great place to stock up, get ready for your weekend, um, watching college football, presumably on the television. Uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas at 2.30, Alabama and Georgia at um, 7, Auburn and South Carolina at 11. So you can get a day full on the grill, on the smoker. I think the weather's going to be great. So uh, you can enjoy all of that. They've got homemade, house-made sausage, chicken, beef, pork, fresh seafood from the Gulf, everything you could possibly want there at LB's. Try the jalapeno poppers. Try the stuffed mushrooms. Make sure you tell Greg when you, um, when you stop at LB's. Say, hey, I heard about you on MPW Digital. Heard about you on the Soft Verbal Podcast. Heard about you on, um, on the Spin Instructor versus the Butcher. We'll throw a little something extra in your sack for that. And don't forget all the frozen section. It's always $2 off to get something out of that frozen section. It's fresh. It's great. You're uh, not in a hurry to throw something on the grill. Sometimes that's where the bargain is. So all of that at LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford, 662-259-2999. Let's talk quarterbacks real quick the last few minutes here. Um, Zach, Luke Altmeyer still committed to, to Florida State. Hasn't flipped publicly or as a Floridian slip. Hasn't slipped, hasn't flipped publicly. Um, some people keep saying, well, what's, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Do you still think it's going to happen? Yeah, I do. I, I think this is also a matter of a kid and his team that are playing at extremely high level. They're obviously wanting to compete for a 6A state title. Um, sometimes that's just how it goes. Kids, hey, look, I'm putting recruiting on the back burner right now. I'm focusing on my team, my senior year, and, I mean, Lord knows – in 2020, it's you know you don't know when that season's going to end, um, so they're. I think he's just enjoying playing with his buddies. Sure, it is trying his, to win a title. It is his senior year. I mean, that is you know that. I know everybody says we'll look ahead and stuff. I can tell you that living in the house with the high school senior who has looked forward to this year and, in her case, competing for a dance title, matters. Yeah. It matters. Yeah, college matters, and she's going on a college visit this weekend, and and all of those things. But your senior year is special, especially if you've had a good high school experience. Oh, absolutely. And so yeah, I mean, he wants to win a championship, no doubt. I mean, anybody that's played high school sports or just high school in general, when you're, when you're that age, I mean, you think that, that your life's over. 
I mean, I personally, when I lost my last high school football game in the playoffs, that hour, hour and a half after that game, I wasn't thinking about anything else but just, man, this is over. So he's probably clinging to that as hard as he can and, you know, wants to enjoy one last ride with his teammates. But, yeah, I still think it happens. And, look, the dynamic of living in Starkville, I think, plays a huge part. You don't want to do it right now and then risk being enemy number one in that town and just having to listen to all of that crap every single day. And there's no rush. If, if, if the staff knows what he wants to do, then – He's an early entrant, right? Who I actually don't know that. Um, I would venture to say yes. Most quarterbacks are. Yeah. So if he's an, um, let's just say that he is. If he's an early entrant, he can wait till December and sign, and then yeah, go. You know, he and, starts at Ole Miss in early January, right? And now, if you're Ole Miss, I think if you're being if you're being honest, if you're if you're being honest with yourself about being greedy, you want him to to do it now because he's a high profile guy, and quarterbacks people gravitate towards playing with quarterbacks. Um, but on the other side, I think you probably would like some defensive guys to start committing because that's who you need. You need those dudes to gravitate to your recruiting class right now. You need to. Yeah. Andy Staples had a great point the other day when I was talking to him. He said, they're not going to have any trouble getting offensive players. It's going to come down to whether they can get the edge guys or not. Yeah. And he got... is an early enrollee, by the way. He is. Okay. Yeah. So that, that makes some sense. All right. Uh, quarterback who's not on his last ride, but we're all watching his game. He's on, <laughs> he's on TV tonight as Arch Manning. Um, I don't know about you, but I am hearing some buzz from some people that whether it's Ole Miss or whether it's Tennessee or whoever it is, and those are the two schools I consistently hear, Ole Miss and Tennessee, uh, whichever one or other school that it is, there's a real possibility that he does something in his junior year from a commitment mm -hmm. standpoint because of the coattails that he would have and also because it would stop some of the recruiting craziness and let him enjoy – his high school years a little more because I it's that deal where he could do this and I mean look no one it's, it's his right if he wants to wait till February of his senior year to make a decision he can it's mm -hmm. yeah no one's gonna stop him but it's gonna be craziness if he does and um for himself and that's he might want that I doubt it um <laughs> and so but I am hearing a lot of buzz that a year from now in his junior year he could pull the trigger on a decision publicly. I had Mike Farrell on my podcast uh, last Saturday. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody, <laughs> everybody gets mad about Farrell. Farrell's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, he was great. Um, I had him on my, my podcast. It's part of Chris Landry Football Network. Uh, respect my decision. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, but he, he said the same thing. He said Ole Miss and Tennessee is who he thinks it comes down to. Um, I think Ole Miss still has the edge here. I, I, Tennessee is, is the one I hear the most outside of Ole Miss. I, everybody just <laughs> out of fear is all worried about the LSU thing. He's, I don't think he's going to LSU. I don't think so either. Um, I, I, Mike, actually, I actually think Ole Miss and Tennessee have a, have a lead over everybody. Right. Um, but, yeah, Mike said the same thing. I asked him, I said, you know, do you think he would do it early just to get it over with? And he, he said, yeah. He said, I think that could – possibly happen um and look i think the manning family that name carries enough weight and enough cachet to where if they say okay arch is done 
you know, he commits to Ole Miss or he, he commits to Kiffin or he commits to Jeremy Pruitt, leave us alone. Yeah. I think people will actually do it. Now, other yeah. players I'm might not- ask, but people won't respect it. But if Archie and Olivia say that and, Coop, and, and Cooper says that, like, people leave it alone. Yeah, I think he could definitely slow it down for sure and, yeah. and, and make it where it's not just craziness because otherwise it's going to be craziness. And it's probably going to be a degree of craziness no matter what. People are going to come down there to visit and take their shot and, and stuff like that. But from a media standpoint, if he wants to keep that under some degree of control, there's only one way to do it. Otherwise, you're going to have 50 beat writers at, at all of his high school games. <laughs> I mean, that, that's going to happen if he gets it into his senior year. So. Yeah. That's tonight. Is that on ESPN2 or? ESPN2, 8 o'clock. Uh, I believe that's 8 o'clock Central Daylight Time. They play uh, Kip, Booker T, Washington, both 2-0. and o. Uh, Booker T is 3A. Isidore Newman's 2A. So, yeah. stepping up classification. Uh, but, yeah, A.J. Johnson. Might have, might have lost you there. Your, your signal went out. We were about done. A.J. Johnson's the uh, 2022 wide receiver that Ole Miss has already offered. There you are. You're back. Yeah, they've already offered him, and yeah. he's got a bunch of offers, so he's another guy to watch as well. So yeah. uh, my, my internet is telling me that it is unstable. So uh, with the instability, we'll, we'll just wrap it there <laughs> for this version of the uh, Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy. For Zach Berry, I'm Neil McCready. We'll be back with you again next week to give you the latest on recruiting. Zach's got his uh, Tony the Landshark bobblehead. That's so impressive. It's the worst mascot ever. They've got to fix that. It's just it's got to be fixed. It's 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 reprehensible. I'm surprised Kiffin has that. See, that's much better. They could just make Bryce Harper the mascot. That'd be super. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll stop there and we'll see more of Zach's bobbleheads next week. Until then, take care.